Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. You know, it, it works both ways. You can't have it one way and not the other. And, and what I'm talking about is, believe it or not, placebos. What? Wait, what? So imagine a placebo as just a sugar pill, but you're told, damn, this stuff is the strongest medicine on the planet. Every person that takes this is instantly healed. The placebo effect, or I would I would recommend that it's not the placebo itself, it's what we think about the placebo has an effect. But like I said in the beginning, there's two sides to that, and I'm going to get into that in just a minute, but I want to introduce the show topic and our guest tonight. The topic to tonight is medical Reiki. And our guest tonight is Raven Keys. We're going to bring her on in just a minute. But I want to go back to the two sides of the coin. So if if I have a sugar pill, a placebo, and I convey to the patient that this is this is the good stuff, this will get it done and the belief is there, well, then the effect is there. It's kind, of, it's kind of like that notion that is done unto us as we believe. But now let's flip that coin over. What if placebo worked the other way too? What if we were told, oh, my God, this is the most dangerous thing ever? This is the demise of all mankind? Oh, my God, oh, my God, if you get this, this will be the end of you. Now, is that true? Well, it's kind of like the placebo thing, man. If you believe it, if you think, if you have a belief on either side of the coin, that's my whole point here. What I'm, I guess what I'm really getting at is for us to take some ownership for our thoughts, our beliefs. It is done unto us as we believe. I think it was a Henry Ford quote that says, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. So the notion of of owning owning the language, owning the beliefs, owning that inner dialogue. I mean, <laughs> we've we've been doing this show for a long time, and I remember every episode during 2020 there was some new headline, some new narrative about what was going on, and. Uh, for a lot of people, it was hard to manage keeping a sense of self, keeping grounded, keeping aware of what they were believing. 
I mean, it's pretty obvious there's there's a lot of truth and there's a lot of untruth in the in the barrage of information we get every day. So be careful what you believe in. Believe whatever you want. I'm not telling you what to believe. Believe whatever you want and believe whatever you want forever. But but be mindful that what you believe has an effect. And so do yourself some due diligence. Have some discernment in what you take on as your own beliefs because the placebo effect will will find its mark either way. Well, that's enough about that. I'm I think we have a delightful show lined up tonight. Again, the topic is medical Reiki, which is the name of our guest Raven Key's latest book, Medical Reiki, a groundbreaking approach to using energy medicine for challenging treatments. Having worked in operating rooms alongside surgeons for nearly two decades, Reiki master Raven Keys is uniquely qualified to share techniques for helping patients feel whole and free of stress that can impede their healing. Raven also shares how to request and receive medical Reiki, how physicians can open their practice to it, and how to use exercises, meditations, and the affirmations for further healing. This is a phenomenal book and is it's essential to the evolution of our our medical industry's patient care. Join me in welcoming Raven to the show. Raven, it's so nice to have you on the show. Welcome. Oh, thank you, Les. I'm really thrilled to be here. I've been so looking forward to this time that we are going to be spending together. Well, you know, um, we we spoke uh, a few days ago before the show, and um, the medical industry is such a it's such a model. It, it's huge, and and it's it's very set in its ways, and. And for you to bring the idea of medical Reiki into the, literally into the operating room. Now, I want to make sure our guests understand um, what we're talking about. Maybe some of them haven't heard the term Reiki. Can you start off by giving us an overview of what Reiki is? I'd be delighted. Reiki is a Japanese word. It's actually uh, made of two Japanese characters, and there's, you could talk for a, a week about what the word Reiki actually means. But to just get to the point, it's, it, it's actually the energy. Reiki is a generic word that means the energy that is in everything. It's really actually the manifestation of Albert Einstein's um, special relativity theory, E equals MC squared, that it's a manifestation of the reality 
that all things are made of energy from the universe. And um, so a, a Reiki practitioner is one who becomes a channel. A, a lot of people have um, issues with the word channel, but I don't know how else to actually describe it, um, what we do. So I am a channel of this universal life force energy. And for whatever reason, I was given the opportunity to bring this work into operating rooms. It wasn't my choice. I wasn't thinking I I wanted to do this at all. As a matter of fact, it was the last thing I ever thought I would do in my life when I when I began my Reiki practice. I I don't like I never liked hospitals. I I'm I'm squeamish. I hate the sight of blood, and here I am, like an open heart surgery. You know, in open heart surgery, they have a special. Um, thing that creates the sterile field and it's like a, it looks like a see-through um, shower curtain because there's so much blood that the other kinds of material that they would use to create the sterile field is not going to work it'll just get soaked you see what I'm saying so anyway Reiki is the um, my job is to be the hollow bone um, just to be empty I, I, the, this energy knows what to do so it's just about showing up and letting it happen. So is that a good answer? Is that? Yeah. You were talking about um, channeling. Another word you could use is conduit. You become a conduit of this yeah. energy. Yeah. Not like you, that word. Mm-hmm. Through your intention. Now the the notion of Reiki in the in the medical profession and especially operating rooms there's such an intangible element to reiki in that our our typical five senses can't really discern that something is happening but yet if you look at the consequence or the result of the reiki can you share with us a few examples of what some of the patients or perhaps their um, doctors have shared as far as their recovery to surgery with the medical Reiki in effect? Um, The healing results are always phenomenal to some degree or another, but they definitely, like patients are calm because like I will be in pre-op with them before they go to surgery. The minute you touch somebody with your hands and you're a conduit for Reiki, so it's flowing into them, it activates their parasympathetic nervous system, which is the opposite of the fight or flight sympathetic nervous system that is activated during stress. And so the body is primed to do what it already knows how to do, heal. It's primed and it's released and able to do it. Um, So that's amazing. That is just amazing. So then when you get into the operating room with the the doctor's patient, they have an opportunity. They know somebody is there just for them. And uh, because Reiki is... 
if you're giving somebody Reiki, even if you never saw them before and you just met them right now, there's a connection made because it's divinity. And every single human being has the divine within them. It's in all of life. And so um, there's a connection made that's very, very deep. And going back to what you were saying about placebo, well, whether that's coming into play or not at that moment, it might be because the patient is, is feeling like they're protected and they're going to do well. That's, they just feel that way. And so um, what happens on the operating table? Well, Reiki is so powerful and um, it's having effect on the, on the physical body. Things are happening that we cannot see, as you say, but the proof is in the pudding. So there's less anesthesia needed, which is a big deal. Being under anesthesia, you want to be under anesthesia for as short a time as possible. Everything goes really well. Blood pressure remains steady for the patient. Um, it seems like time goes by faster. The, the surgery takes less time. There's a lot going on. There is one story of um, there's a, a, a certified medical Reiki master that I trained, and she is a operating room nurse in Nebraska. Now, um, she was, unbeknownst to the, sur um, the surgeon, she was giving Reiki to a child on the operating table who was getting a tonsillectomy. And the doctor kept saying, the surgeon, he's like, why isn't he bleeding? What's going on here? Because he had one tonsillectomy, expecting there to be a lot of blood because um, th that's what happens when you get a tonsillectomy, but it, the child wasn't bleeding. And then um, another result from that was that the child did not have pain in his throat at the end. And one of the, um, one of the things that can happen when a child gets a tonsillectomy is that they won't drink because it hurts. And this child, when he went home in record time, wanted to just cut more water give me more water i want more water and he just kept drinking and drinking and drinking which is a great thing because if they don't drink they might have to return to the hospital because they get dehydrated all these complications can happen which reminds me complications are cut to a bare minimum you know um i know what to do because i've been trained by the best i'll tell you on-the-job training with rock star surgeons and their stellar teams. And, um, you know, so I really know what to do if something were to go wrong because they've already told me, and that's what I pass on to the Reiki masters that I train. They know everything about what to do in an operating room by the time they finish the training. Well, you know, the the – Reiki um, culture is quite established. Reiki is, <clears throat> excuse me, everywhere on the planet. Um, you mentioned something I, I want to be very clear about. When I when I mentioned the placebo in the opening, I was not inferring any uh, connotation or connection with Reiki whatsoever. The um, just to set the record straight from from my point of view, Reiki is a, a powerful modality to take your intention for positive effect to promote the the healing and well-being of yourself and others. And, and, yes. and um, 
I, sh I should have uh, emphasized that during the opening, and I didn't, so thank you for pointing that out. Now, you know, if I'm a listener to this show and I already have a Reiki practice, and I might get the inclination from this conversation that maybe I could extend my my Reiki practice into the medical arena. Share with us um, what that what would that look like? I mean, because I know in your book you talk about um, the lead surgeon is is the boss of the operating room and there's all this protocol and there's, I mean, you can't just walk off the street even if you've been doing Reiki for 20 years and walk straight right. into an OR. It, I mean, you might understand what's happening as far as the Reiki is concerned, but the protocol of the operating room is something that needs to be understood and how would, how would, uh, Reiki practitioner that would want to move into this uh, surgical uh, arena, what would you say to them as far as what it would take to understand what making that transition would look like? That is a whole training program that I conduct for Reiki masters that have been trained in person. There are, I, I, no, we do a lot of screening before we'll even let somebody take the medical Reiki training. So if somebody's a legit Reiki master that's been trained in person, then they are allowed to take the training. But there's no way that I could describe to you what that is. I'll tell you one thing, though. My, uh, like I've been working for more than 10 years with a breast cancer surgeon who's renowned around the world. And his name is Dr. Sheldon Mark Feldman. And he told me, like I got, I was told by um, the Archangel Gabriel, who is my main God, um, spiritual guide, that I needed to teach Reiki masters everything I knew about surgery because this needs to happen. Now, I because it, this happened like five years ago that I got this um, information, I by th by then I would like just whatever Gabriel says, I know it's the best thing, and I don't question it. I just follow, and so I did everything I could, and well, things took off really fast once I um, put the information out there that I was doing this all these people started coming to this you know it was almost like I didn't do anything it just started happening and then I I felt like I had to tell Dr. Feldman what I was doing because it was accelerating and I felt like I needed guidance from him as the medical lead of really my entire life from the moment I met him and so um Usually I would only see him in, in, in pre-op um, when he came to see the patient before surgery or in the operating room. That Basically, that, those were the only times I ever saw him. Occasionally I'd have a meeting with him in his office or whatever, but it was only really about doing the work. And so I felt like I needed to discuss this, so I made an appointment to see him in his office. I showed him everything I was up to and what I was doing. He said, you know, Raven, this is really great. 
but you need to have a company that stands behind this. And these gold standards and best practices that you've created must be adhered to by people. They have to commit to them. You have to teach this to people correctly because otherwise it's never going to happen because there's no way that people are going to allow somebody in their operating room if they are not trained to be there. It's only like a miracle, actually, or whatever. You know, it was a destiny. I didn't want to go into surgery, but I was put there. And because I was there once, and I was the only one. It's like, who's doing this there? It's only because it's New York City. It's Dr. Oz. It's Sheldon Feldman. It's like because of who it was and is, that I was allowed to even do this. Nobody's going to question them. You know, it's like, well, if that's what he wants, that's what he's going to get, you know, more or less. So because of that, I have all this training. I know about what needs to happen. We have our own protocol, the um, RKMRI protocol that my people can show to the doctors. They have all these support papers that have been accumulated through my years of work and all the blessings that uh, doctors have given to me freely because they got it. And going back to something you were saying before about placebo, I have to tell you, as far as Reiki goes, you don't have to believe in this or even think it's going to work. The fact of the matter is it works. And that is also a, um, there's been research on that and it's been determined that Reiki is greater than placebo because you don't have to um, believe in it for it to work. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. But, you know, you bring up a good point because if if you're a listener and you've been doing Reiki for quite a while and you think, well, um, I, I'm feeling moved to work with the medical industry, um, Raven, what you are doing is introducing a whole new concept for traditional Western medicine, and they're they're um, they're looking at the Reiki modality with a very critical eye. This is not the time yeah. for um, off the cuff Reiki, so to speak. In other words. Um, you as a practitioner might be quite uh, comfortable with it and you might get impatient with a, a hospital that is um, makes you jump through hoops. But in order for Reiki to really get the respect and the, the welcome of the medical industry, it has to be on the medical industry terms. And so when you right. say the the training that you provide to prepare an, a very, very experienced Reiki master to move into the medical industry, there's still some, um, I guess, caution or mindfulness that what's really happening is a very close-knit industry. I mean, the especially the the... The surgical room has protocols that are that are very mm-hmm. distinct and precise to, to create a new place for a new person with a new role to show up in the operating room. 
it's going to take a lot of respect on both sides of the coin, if that makes sense. What do you think? Oh, yes, it does. Um, and the fact of the matter is things are happening, though. It's like um, in some pretty amazing places there is Reiki. Like um, in the shock trauma hospital in Baltimore that's connected to the um, University of Baltimore, if they have a shock trauma, I think it's called the Crowley Center or whatever, it's nothing but shock trauma. All the doctors, all the nurses, all the rooms, all the beds, all the operating rooms, it's an entire hospital. And it's really the best shock trauma hospital in the United States. So people are flying in on hel- in helicopters. They have one of my uh, certified medical Reiki masters is on the the Reiki crew there. And so what they have to go through is, like, amazing. But, you know, Scalia, he's so respected, Dr. Scalia. So for him to, like, embrace Reiki, and he loves Reiki, like, if things are really, really bad, he's calling for Reiki. Yeah. So, um, and then Dr. Feldman, Dr. Oz. Um, in my book, my my forward is written by Dr. Feldman, um, so he's like, and then my epilogue is written by Dr. Mandy O'Hara, and she's a, a pediatrician whose special whose specialty is child abuse victims, and so her job is really really hard. So Dr. Feldman speaks about what it, what it's like for the patients, and he's as a surgeon and why he wants it for his patients and why he's willing to do all this research that needs to get done. We're ready to go. COVID came. We raised all the money privately because Reiki has not had the kind of research done so far that would open the big coffers of the dollars at the National Institute of Health. They just feel they're not going to spend their money on something that they think isn't going to work and they're, you know, or they have any doubt about. So that's what we are doing. And I'm telling you what, Dr. Feldman and myself are like the point of the, of the nail that's going in to build a new building. And I'm creating the protocol so they can all relax. And the medical people and like Montefiore Einstein, they're all on board for this. And it's like a big deal. There has to be a place where it comes in. And I don't know, I didn't choose this, but I just keep following the yellow brick road as the saying goes and doing what I'm asked to do. And I'm being asked to do a lot. I can hardly relax, to tell you the truth. And I I really have a lot of jobs that the angels keep telling me about. But um, the thing is, I have created a certification, and this is what they need. The medical people are not going to open their door to just anybody to walk into an operating room. No, we have this elite team of certified medical Reiki masters. Yeah. Well, you're right. They're just not going to let anybody off the street walk in. And that's why I really like what you're doing because you raise the funds for the research. And the research is the kind of – vetted information that the medical industry can respect and thus make a decision on. You know, it, it, it's the patient, too. If 
if you're a listener and you're going to have a medical procedure done, you can ask for Reiki whether or not it exists in the hospital. And it just introduces the notion of it from the patient side of things. I mean, mm-hmm. um, we can work on this on both sides of the equation. And I love what you're doing with um, approaching the medical industry in a formal way. And then as patients, we don't... There's, <laughs> We have a lot more liberty as a patient to ask for what we want and not have to explain it. And so as a listener, you can you can ask for uh, a Reiki practitioner. So I know you're aren't I believe you're making a database of uh, trained medical Reiki practitioners. Is that right? Yes, that is right. We have our own registry. Every person that takes the training, there's a lot of information we get from each person. Um, You know, we find out um, what they would like to do. Do they want to go in the operating room? Not everybody that takes the training wants to go into the operating room. They want to be in hospice or just all kinds of different things that they want to work with children, with cancer, and as cancer center. They, they might want to go to chemotherapy. It's like across the board, but they have a credential. And we have the database of every person who has that credential by location by country, you know, by city, we have their, you know, we know how to get in touch with them, and it is private. We protect our people from crazies. Let's face it, there are lunatics in the world. We have a, um, uh, I'm so blessed because I had a, a gal come, a woman come from Ireland to take the um, medical Reiki training. She came to New York, and she was so inspired that she worked with me to create a division of my company in Ireland, Medical Reiki Ireland. Her name is Marlene Duffy. And so what what happened there, she has an angel shop, you know, in Sligo. And um, she had somebody come from the Catholic Church and put a notice under her door telling her that she was evil and that she need because she's doing Reiki and she has an angel shop and she needed to do this special prayer to um, banish the devil. I mean, I'm not kidding you. And then in America, there are all these crazy people. I'm sorry, but our country is amazing and it's also terrified to me in some ways what people are willing to do to each other uh, in the name of Jesus. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I, oh, sure. And so anyway, I, I don't want to oh, offend anybody, believe me. But well, the fact it, of the matter know, is all my people are protected, but if people get in touch with me and all they have to do is go on the website, ravenkeysmedicalreiki.com, and um, and you can you can get a, a Reiki practice a medical Reiki to connect with you. And if your surgeon is re- if you don't want to interview surgeons, if you don't have time, if your surgeon is resistant, there are ways we can still help you. Right. Well, I think I think it's time for 
I, I mean, <laughs> if you think about uh, Jesus saying, you're going to do everything I have done and more, and Jesus with intention, which is the yeah. the initiation of Reiki when you intend to provide that service. At some point, we have to acknowledge the elephant in the room, so to speak, and that's our own intention, our own consciousness, the power of our beliefs, mm-hmm. the power of our intention. And yeah. And I I appreciate the medical industry being very careful about procedures and policy and whatnot. I get it. it it's literally a life or death industry. Yes. But, um, the power of our consciousness is has sat on the side for a very very long time in this industry, and mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. I've said. I'm very grateful to have you on the show because you're building a bridge to bring the power of Reiki, the power of consciousness, the conduit of source consciousness into the mm-hmm. operating room. And that's not that's no small task. And and I mean you've already shared that um the how much it, it how much effort it takes by you to get this done. So I'm delighted to showcase you and your efforts on this show tonight. So thank you so much. Um, Well, if I've never done Reiki before, perhaps I've never even heard of it before, Um, not necessarily in the medical industry, but just to become a Reiki master. Can you share with us, like, how much time that takes, how somebody would go about it? In today's world, there are, I don't know, so many different um, Reiki lineages, if you will. My lineage is um, Mikao Yusui, who is the man who discovered or remembered or something what this practice is he received this information he was a japanese monk and he was um, searching for enlightenment and um, a purpose for his life why was he alive and he um, this took place after a lot of effort but once it came it became available to us um, for those of us who ended up finding out about Reiki. So what is it? How do you do it? Well, you have to connect with somebody who's a Reiki master teacher. That means they're already a Reiki master and have received all the information, all the training, and all these things called attunements, which are initiations that are deeply sacred, and they open the channels within a human being. It's like we have these channels, but they're blocked. So these initiations open the channels, and then you can, um, you can really feel the difference when you get an initiation. A lot of different things can happen. But so to get back to the point, so there's Reiki Level 1 in which you would learn how to, you get initiation to Reiki Level 1, which gives you the opportunity to um, channel energy that heals, the, that works on the physical body. 
and you um, learn how to give Reiki to yourself because it's really important to always be taking care of yourself and do self-practice. And you also, it depends. Some schools will teach you how to give Reiki to a, um, another client, you know, a client, and then in a class like that, you would do Reiki on each other, you know, to practice, and then you're in the presence of the Reiki master, and they can guide you and answer any questions, and and so that's the first, it's the foundation of everything. And then in Reiki level two, um, again, it's more working with the teacher and what they have to share with you. They um, share procedures with you, and you learn some symbols that you can use in actual Reiki treatment that amplifies the energy. It's very amazing. And in Reiki level two, also, you learn how to do remote healing. So you can um, actually send Reiki um, to a person, and it has profound effects because it's a, it's a long story, but just not to go on and on about anything. It's a really powerful thing. And because we know how to do remote healing, we can do a lot of things when surgeons say no. Um, and, and so anyway, um, and so then if you take the Reiki master, you, learn, you um, are attuned to the most powerful symbol that there is in Reiki. And, at, and then at that point, like when you do Reiki 1, it's physical. Reiki 2 is healing for the mind and emotions. And then the Reiki master symbol is for spirit healing. And Mikhail Yusui said, spiritual healing, uh, Mikhail Yusui said that all disease comes in on the spiritual body first. And if it's not attended to, if there's nothing that happens to it when it's in the spiritual body, it works its way down and becomes physical. And then think about it. With all the stress that we have in this world, with 24-hour news um, and all the terrible things that we're being shown day and night, people are in such a state, high state, high level of stress all the time. And it's been proven that Stress is the number one cause of disease, is stress. And so, you know, as a, if you are a Reiki master, you can be a, you, you're, it's almost like you walk around and, I don't know, deliver this medicine that calms people down. And maybe they'll never get sick if they're your client. You know, maybe they'll never get sick because they come to you because they want to, because it feels like it's so bliss-inducing. Everybody loves it, really, and when even when they don't expect to. I have a, a really profound um, story to tell. I mean, my work that I did at Ground Zero and after 9-11 with all these firefighters and this and that, they had no idea what Reiki was, and they could care. And they said to me so many times, listen, I don't know. I, I, do I have to believe in something to do this? Because we had triage centers set up at the medical examiner's office, the family center at Ground Zero. It was like they never heard of this. They had no idea what it was. And they would say to me, do I have to believe in anything because I don't believe in anything? If I don't believe in God, I don't believe in anything. Because if there was a God, this wouldn't have happened. There was so much rage in them and anguish and pain, and they didn't believe it. 
but they would be convinced because they were exhausted. It was only because they were exhausted that they would even lie down on a table because they had so much survivor guilt and they just wanted to be out there trying to find their friends. So if they ended to come, ended up coming to the, um, like in particular, the medical examiner's office, which is the morgue, we were set up in a tent across the street from the morgue. And so that, that the fire marshals were coming in there to identify dead firefighters. That was what they were, why they were there. And the police, the same thing, and it went on and on. So they get on the table. They believe nothing. They're just exhausted is all. And by the time, even in 20 minutes, they would, like, come around and say, what was that? And come back. Right. And just keep coming back. Oh, sure. Well, it, the, we're very powerful people, and and Reiki is a very, and as a result, Reiki is a very powerful modality. Well, now let's talk about your book. I'm holding it in my hand, Medical Reiki, a groundbreaking approach for using energy medicine for challenging treatments. Now, I think you've done a great job with this book. Can you tell us who this book is written for? I'll tell you. It took me seven years to write this book. Um, and I. it's written for patients, doctors, medical students, nurses, Reiki practitioners, and anyone who has an interest in, in um, well-being. So it's a broad spectrum. When I first was working on this book, I had trained two, um, tw- a, a pair of twins who live out on Long Island, and one of them is an angel reader. Her name is Victoria Bly, and she is amazing, unbeknownst to me, because, well, I felt like she was really amazing, because she gave me um, the Archangel Michael. I had a, a session with her pre- before this. And the Archangel Michael really protected me by telling me not to get involved with a certain person, which really ended up to be the best thing because I was very much thinking, oh, well, I have to make an alliance, you know, I I have to make an alliance. There's a lot of ego in the Reiki world, unfortunately, with some people, not across the board. Most everybody is amazing, but there are some people. So anyway, um, so the second time I got a reading from her was out in on Long Island. My my b- beloved Chris and myself went out to visit um, her and her her sister. And so I got this angel reading, and right away the Archangel Michael said, "The book that you're working on is going to be in medical schools." I thought a Reiki book in medical schools? I don't think so. I already had, you know, a Reiki book that I wrote and that came out in 2012. But guess what? My book is probably going to be in medical schools any minute now because the doctors are, are surgeons. I just sent two copies today to the um, surgeon who took out my kidney who um, he was like blown away. He never had Reiki in his operating room. I'm the Reiki master that brought Reiki to Columbia Presbyterian Hospital. He's a rock star robotic surgeon, and he's taking out my kidney. I said, I can't do it unless I have a Reiki master there. I just know too much about the operating room. 
I won't be able to do it. I won't, I, I won't heal right. I'm, I'll have too much stress. Whatever I said to him. So he was like, okay, well, he talked to Dr. Feldman. And the long and the short of it is I went to um, surgery my um, Lisa Wilson with me, who I trained personally, and um, he was blown away. He was blown away. He came to my office. He got Reiki. He ended up writing the foreword for my angel book. And there, I had a client at the time who was very connected to the hospital and to the medical school, and she said to me, I told her, Dr. Badani was writing my, the foreword for my angel book. She said, Badani? is writing the foreword for your angel book, he must make the hospital a lot of money because they're not allowed to use their credentials that way. <laughs> anyway, I just sent him two books today with uh, how to get in touch with uh, the um, person at Llewellyn, the publishing company, so that um, whoever orders books for the medical school um, bookstore will have a direct link on how to get books. That's just today. Well, well very nice. I think you've done a great job with this book. There's, um, it's, it's very well written. You, you give plenty of case stories, and there's exercises throughout the book. So, I mean, kudos. I think you've done a great job. Thank you, Les. It's really funny because it has such a long title, but if you just write um, in my name, if you're ordering from Amazon, Raven Keys, you'll come to it. These days they're showing a different cover from the one the the actual written book has because a, a, a company bought the, you know, the rights to do the audio book, so they came up with their own cover. But if you go on, you know, if you um, write Medical Reiki or Raven Keys, you don't have to know that whole long name. You'll go right to it. And then um, if you go, it says audio book. But if you um, click on there, you'll be given the other options to get it as a Kindle or to get it as a printed book. And, um, yeah, I'm really, really so happy that I got the opportunity to do this, although at times I thought I couldn't do it. I really did so many rewrites and cried so many tears, and I felt like I was a complete failure. But thankfully, I had the best editor in the world. She gave me a chapter outline to write to. And so I had a way to organize myself. It turned out really um, so beautifully. I um really so happy with it. But I have to tell you, the angels were sitting with me the whole time and, and telling me to look at things. Like the whole, you know, I know that you read the book, so the part about where Henry VIII was the one who um, put the kabosh really in the beginning for, um, for spiritual healing to be used, um, it was only because I was typing here in New York. I wrote a lot of the book in England and Glastonbury, but um, I, I was here and I just started t typing the story, almost like a fairy tale. Once upon a time, there were these people and they were being persecuted and burned and there were these other people that wanted to stop that from happening. So they started to look into what was really going on and try to figure out what the truth was so they could save these people and because of that I ended up finding out all about it 
because it was like I had to look into it because I, I knew I had to. So where what what is this? What is this? And I found out, you know, the scientific revolution um, started like when these burnings start, were happening all over the place. And that, um, yeah, and it ended when Galileo was, um, I guess he said he would burn all of his papers because they threatened to burn him as, her- as a heretic. And so he, um, at, but the, he spent the rest of his life in house arrest, if you were, will, um, they let him live, but he could like do anything. So, um, and that is when they say that the, um, it came, the, the Hippocratic Oath, which in the ancient times, like, was a promise to gods and goddesses by name to do this work to the best of their spiritual ability. That's what the Hippocratic Oath was originally, but now it was shifted. Um, and it, and and um, at the end of the scientific revolution, it, the words were um, changed to following following the um, scientists who came before me and uh, whatever. But the um, first "do no no harm" came into the Hippocratic oath. Right. Well, now. You've got the book we've been talking about, but you've also written others. Tell us about the other books that you have. Um, my first book is called The Healing Power of Reiki. And it's really, um, it's, re- it's not about how to do Reiki. There are tons and tons of books about how to do Reiki. Neither one of my books are really about Reiki, how to do it because there's plenty of information about that, and I recommend um, books that have that in it that I like. But anyway, The Healing Power of Reiki is the first book I think ever written that's just filled with Reiki stories of times when, you know, in the operating room with um, professional athletes. I worked on people in the NFL. I was at the NBA. Uh, And, you know, talk about disbelief. I mean, um, anyway, I have stories in there about people who didn't believe and then ended up believing when they got Reiki. So people love the healing power of Reiki. It's still out there doing work in the world. And that's the thing that really matters to me. You know, unless you're some really big rock star, you know, um, human being, like really famous Barack Obama or, you know, whoever, um, whoever, that has a huge reputation and um, presence in the world, those people make a lot of money when they write a book. But me, you know, or most authors, this is about heart. You know, it's like, it's about heart. It's not about making money. It's about spreading the word. And so for myself to know that my book is still out there doing work in the world um, makes me so happy because it gives people a bird's eye view into what it means to practice Reiki because there are actual experiences of things that happened. And there's a whole section in that book that people really continuously write to me about even now. Um, if there's a whole, a whole section about what happened after 9-11. And, um, yeah, we're having the 20-year anniversary in minutes, right? Uh, I, can't, I can't believe it's 20 years. And my, I have another book called The Healing Light of Angels, which is also – 
um, it's a it's like a history of angels and um, and a lot more stories about things that have happened and the ways in which um, the angels have been working with me and all the stories in the first book and then other stories that came after the first book. So my my books are very much about stories, and the thing is, and stories that's where real power lies and the transference of real um, information. You know, it's like, it's kind of like back in the day, there were the bards that were like in the Celtic lands. They were so powerful because their stories made things happen and changed people's lives. Nice. Well, now, if I'm listening to this radio show and I have Reiki experience and and listening to you, what should I consider? What should I think about if if I'm inclined to investigate becoming a medical Reiki practitioner? What are some of the things that might not be obvious? Well, <laughs> I don't know how to answer that question. I only know what you should do. If, um, if that's what you really want to do, then you should, you know, go on the website, ravenkeysmedicalreiki.com, and travel around until you get to the form where you can request to be a um, medical Reiki master. And that is, we're not like keeping people out, believe me, by any stretch of the imagination. It's very easy to um, get to make it possible to take this training. All you have to do is have the will. And guess what? There are people um, that are um, aghast because they uh, they think that it's really fine to pay forty nine dollars and become a certified um, you know a, a Reiki master teacher. When other people take Reiki one for a certain amount of money, Reiki two for a certain amount of money, Reiki um, Reiki master, Reiki master teacher, however it is set up, and it's it's way more than forty nine dollars, and it's a lot more. It, as far as um, training goes and teaching and knowing and experiencing goes. So um, it's, it, you just have to make an investment in yourself. And the thing about um, this pandemic, and then you're on the registry, you're in the registry, and then you're on a private Facebook group. It's secret, really. You have to be invited to, go, to join it. And then um, you're, you have all these files at your um, at your fingertips. You have access to all these other medical Reiki masters from all over the world that are um, involved in making this happen. And you can ask questions and you can get advice and you can ask for healing. We have so many practitioners sending healing to, you know, people who are, are ill. Like you can have, it's, 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 it's unbelievable. It's like a very rich, uh, very rich place to be. And you have a credential, and you can show anybody in the medical world that you have protocol. You can show them. It's, it's right there. You can print it out and give it to them. Here's our protocol. You know, and then it all is medical. We're all, we all have our own liability insurance. We're HIPAA compliant. There are all these things, 
but it's got to be legit. It can't be like, oh, I'm a Reiki master. Believe me, I respect Reiki masters almost better, more than anybody else on earth because I know what they're doing. What are we doing? We're trying to change the world by, through medicine. That's what I'm doing. Like, we have to change the vibration on this planet. People have, like, lost it, and they're doing really rash things to one another, to each other, to animals, to the planet. And we have to really change the vibration. And what the angels are telling me is that, you know, you show up in the respected land of surgery and medicine, which is like revered, the healing practice of medicine, and you bring this unconditional pure love not as an emotion, but as the foundation of everything that exists in the universe into that situation where it affects everybody, even though it's, it's phenomenal. Dr. Feldman says when Reiki's in the room, everything is affected, and everybody remembers why they went to medical school in the first place, to be healers. They get to remember that because when you are working in medicine, in allopathic medicine, it's really a really tough job because it's an industry. Right. Well, you know, you spoke that so very well. I want to thank you for that. And we're pretty much out of time. I want to thank you, Raven, for being our guest tonight. I very much have enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much for allowing me the opportunity to spend time with you, Les. I'm so deeply grateful. It was so much fun to be with you because you're a great interviewer and you're so open. And I'm just thrilled. We've been talking with Raven Keys, and the topic tonight has been uh, medical Reiki. Now, if you're going to Google that and you haven't heard it before, Reiki is R E. I-K-I, R-E-I-K-I, and Raven Keyes is R-A-V-E-N-K-E-Y-E-S. What a great show. What a fun show. I think um, what what Raven is doing here is a, a very, very powerful thing, and over time with her book in medical school curriculum, this is this is opening a door that needed to be opened. <laughs> that probably should have never have closed, but so be it. Um, I very much appreciate Raven for what she's doing. I know the path is difficult at times, and I'm just sending her a big ball of uh, love and appreciation. I want to thank you, the guest tonight, for showing up for yourself. It's... Uh, it's the best investment you can make when you take time to to hone, to to nurture, to grow, to evolve yourself. That ripples through the rest of your life, and here you are now. I applaud you, the listener. I'm your host, Les Jensen. It's always a pleasure. What an exciting time to be alive, huh? Thanks for joining us tonight. Until next time. This has been a New Human Living Radio broadcast to bring your soul's inspiration into effect and live your life wide open. Check out our host, Les Jensen's book, Citizen King, The New Age of Power.
at newhumanliving.com. Thanks for listening.